0: Hello and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk.
1: And I am Annie Creekbomb.
0: Diamond Creekbomb, you're back from underwater. Like, is New York okay?
1: Yes, it's fine. It's raining again today. But yeah, last week I had some unexpected issues with the flood.
0: The pictures and the stuff I saw on Instagram was terrifying.
1: <laughs> I tell you, I like, walked downstairs at my studio space knowing that it was flooded, there was basically a lake all over the bottom floor because it's slightly underground and I just stepped in it like a dumbass. You really
0: stepped in And I was thinking like,
1: it. is this going to turn into like a Bugs Bunny thing where I'm just like, like electrocuting? Because all of these extension cords and like everything was just plugged in beneath the water.
0: It was like extension cord soup.
1: Mm-hmm. Featuring and you were like, Annie. let me,
0: <laughs> yeah, you were like, let me just special
1: dip
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So my... Biggest question for you, and I guess this really stems from a conversation. We had a friend over, uh, disclaimer, she's Russian, but she was being pretty <laughs> nihilistic about like nothing matters <laughs> because the world is over. And I was feeling really guilty about bringing Evelyn Elizabeth Axelrod Welk into the world because New York is literally getting washed away. The fires in California and Tahoe, like, is this the end? Is this the end? And my friend, who shall remain nameless, was like, yes. (laughs) Like, yes, this is the end. We have a matter of years.
1: Thought I don't know. I wish I got this question beforehand so I could prep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On whether it was the end of the world? Whether we had like decades or years or days or months?
1: Yeah. No, I don't know.
0: She was in the frame of mind that was like, we have years.
1: But isn't that freeing to you in a way?
0: No, I just feel guilty for bringing Evie into this and like her having to like, you know, right. witness the apocalypse. Right, right, right.
1: That's tough. I don't Readers, know.
0: if anyone knows whether this is the end, please let us know, DM us or email us directly. I
1: mean, I'm operating as if it's not, right?
0: What would be freeing was operating as if it were.
1: Right. Well, I've always accepted the fact that nothing matters. Because right. I read on like a popsicle stick or wherever you get this like <laughs> shit when you're a kid. That, I don't like, think they write the sun, that on like
0: <laughs> on <the sun. laughs> like good humor ice cream sticks.
1: <laughs> like the sun could explode at any time, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. meteor, or like you know. Yeah. So I've just always kind of been operating under the idea that we are but a speck inside of a galaxy, in a germ, in the shoe of a larger giant person. That if he just steps. At a slightly different angle.
0: If he tweaks his ankle.
1: Then we're all fucked in an instant. No, and we wouldn't even yeah. know it, you know? We wouldn't know.
0: It would just, like, everything would stop.
1: And are, are we all not just rays of light bouncing off of solid surfaces? How do we perceive reality?
0: Honestly, like this is what I tell my husband when I like sneak by things at Mr. Porter. I'm like, honestly, you can't take it with you. We might get hit by a meteor tomorrow. Like I can buy a pair of baggy (laughs) acne jeans for $400. That seems like a really good use of finances. But here's one other thing I wanted to say. Mm hmm. There is a new product. I just, I was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on the Bravo app. And for those of you who watch The Real Housewives on the Bravo app, the ads that are targeted to you, the watcher, really make you wonder either who's watching the Bravo app, because it's like things for congenital heart disease and like dog food <laughs> oh, no. and then like. It's just like, it's really dark. Anyway, there was an ad for a new CoverGirl product called, and this is literally like the one line for it. It was like, CoverGirl's new skin milk. Our new vegan whatever. And I was like, you're calling a vegan product skin milk? Without any irony. Also skin milk. It's gone too far. Skin milk? I don't want milk on my skin, do you?
1: What I've noticed is... There's a set of words. It's like those refrigerator magnets. I think that they send out these refrigerator magnets to, <laughs> like the poetry to ones. L'Oreal, Lauder, all like the marketing agencies at work in skincare.
0: All of our potential advertisers.
1: And they say, just put words together and come up with the next name. And those words will be milky or milk, mm-hmm. cloud, bounce, pink. Let's just throw pink in there. What else? <laughs> jelly.
0: Jelly, jelly. Star. Yep. a
1: random day of the week towards the end or beginning
0: the problem with skin milk is that it doesn't say what it is or like what it does
1: it doesn't matter though they're closing their eyes and choosing two magnets that's what i'm saying <laughs>
0: it's like mad libs yeah
1: and that's how beauty products are named
0: i mean i guess if nothing matters then that's fine right
1: exactly so <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we do products it's of, uh, i'm saying let's just fucking skip you know news of the week let's just do products of the week but no we should probably talk about top stories I know that everyone has probably been waiting for us to weigh in on the Texas abortion ban.
1: <laughs> I think people were waiting to form an opinion. It's not funny, Annie. No, yeah, I'm just laughing at the fact that in your world, people were waiting to decide how they felt about it <laughs> until we commented.
0: Yeah, n- no, it is horrifying. It is, I think, the first of many immediate effects we'll see of, like, the Trump presidency because he installed two very conservative judges on the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh and Amy Comey Barrett. It's legally, constitutionally, like it's a very big deal because obviously Roe v. Wade was in the Supreme Court where it was decided that women would should have access and the right to choose. And now in Texas, they're basically saying that before you'd even know you're pregnant, there, there will be no abortion past six weeks.
1: Critics of the abortion ban in Texas are super pissed because there's no, first of all, it exists. B, there's nothing in there about victims of rape or incest. And in response to that, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, who's a total just like, talk about scum on the bottom of somebody's shoe. His response to that is, we will work tirelessly to quote unquote eliminate all rapists. The fuck does that mean? It doesn't make any sense. They keep on making it harder and harder to... Be from Texas.
0: They're just making it really hard.
1: (laughs) Because they instill this sense of like relentless pride in you just for being born there and nothing else, no achievement, just being born in Texas. It's impossible to get away from. And then they do shit like this and it's just like, it's tough. I mean, Texas is backwards. What can I say? I started listening to this new podcast called Southlake. And Southlake is a kind of like newish, like new money suburb that popped up by the airport outside of Dallas. And, I mean, they don't talk about abortion, at least yet, but it's about this school district in Southlake putting forth, like, a plan for racial harmony, basically, within the school system after this video went viral on Snapchat or TikTok. I think it was Snapchat of these, like, girls after school dance, these white girls using the N-word. And the school board voted to put this initiative through, and now all these white parents are coming out of the woodwork being like... (laughs) That's reverse racism against my white son. How's he supposed to exist in this world?
0: <laughs> it's like the White Lotus. What do you mean, Connie Britton's character when she's like, "I feel bad for white men being raised these days." You know, like it's hard for your brother.
1: But these are straight up Trumpers. You know what I mean? <sighs> she's probably just as dangerous because she's kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing with those ideas. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're okay. in a Is there any?
0: Is we're living in a dystopic hellscape, world. as we like to say. A few little glimmers of sunshine. I'm just going to run through three little, just quick hits that we don't even need to expound upon. One, Cody Rigsby. I would say Eyewitness Beauty's own Cody Rigsby. Yeah. (laughs) The star Peloton instructor. You know what, Nikki? You
1: found him. You're the star maker here. And you know who?
0: I found him, but so did like hundreds of thousands of Peloton users before me. He is the Seinfeld of cycling. We've called him, we've dubbed him. Hasn't quite. You know, caught on yet, but I think we'll still try to push that narrative. He's on the next season of Dancing with the Stars, which is, you know, as sort of silly of a show as it is, it's widely watched and massively successful. So that's going to put him on the world stage. So we are really happy for Cody Rigsby. Jessica Chastain, I've talked about on this podcast that I am a Chastaniac, a self professed, self titled Chastaniac. I Can't Get Enough, Molly's Game. I've seen it many times. I think she's a wonderful actress. There are few like her. She has that it factor movie star charisma. That said, she and Oscar Isaac, I'm going to talk like page six, sent tongues wagging at the Venice Film Festival last week when he looked at her on the red carpet very lovingly. Her hand was over his shoulders. And then he... Very gingerly started like kissing and caressing like the inside of her arm, which instead of making people feel uncomfortable, actually like all the silly Instagram accounts were like couple goals.
1: Yeah, he's like smelling her, really her armpit.
0: Armpit, yeah.
1: It was very. And everyone's sweet like a oh, swoon. Tender.
0: It was very tender.
1: I'm just thinking how. Every time I see these actors and stuff, I'm like, how would I feel if I was their wife? Because he's married, you know what I mean?
0: So she has a baby.
1: Yeah, neither of those things actually mean anything, do they? True. No offense. But like, man, that has to be a weird feeling. I mean, if I were in her shoes, I would feel weird, right?
0: Guess, guess what Jessica Chastain's husband's name
1: is. Guess. Charlie, Ch- Charles Chastain.
0: Ch- no. Chas- what? <laughs> she His name is Posse De Preposulo.
1: What are the origins of this name?
0: Gianluca Passi de Preposulo. Oh, he's Italian? Apparently.
1: Gianluco.
0: Oh, he's actually from a Italian noble family. Huh. Some people have all the luck marrying Jessica Chastain, being born into an Italian family. Oh, and he's like very handsome.
1: I can't. I tried to type in just phonetically what you said, but I can't find him.
0: PrEP, P-R-E-P, like the once-a-day HIV prevention medication. And then O-S-U-L-O-S, preposulos.
1: O-S-U-S-O-L.
0: You're like just <laughs> naming letters.
1: <laughs> I'm getting a loaded Italian aristocrat. Okay, okay. <laughs> But Oscar Isaac...
0: Oscar Isaac has a wife. Jessica Chastain has a husband. And yet somehow... Fascinating. They can still have like a ginger... Uh, not ginger, <laughs> a tender moment. Gingerly, uh, yeah, on the red carpet. Gingerly. Ginger, yeah. And then our final feel-good Google of the week is Rick Owens plus Venice, Italy, home. New pictures were on Vogue.com of his house in Italy. And boy... Is it aspirational?
1: He's addicted to working out so much so that he replaced his kitchen (laughs) with gym equipment. So he basically has an espresso machine and probably a mini fridge with individual bottles of water. And I think he just kind of walks around his place and like flips through his book collection and then stops in the hallway and does some chin ups.
0: That's cool. I mean, that would like if you got rid of for me, it'd be like my toaster and replaced it with. Uh, medicine ball <laughs> <laughs> and I just did some like medicine ball squats instead of eating a piece of fucking bread I would be probably better for it there's a plan that is a new diet plan that we might want to invent what else do we have this week
1: well, let's just get into all the headlines from the beauty world Mexico I guess I'll take credit for this since I was just there has done away with animal testing
0: The whole country.
1: Yep. You can't test cosmetics on animals in Mexico. So bravo! people and animals especially are very (laughs) happy about this. Congratulations, animals.
0: This week, actually, it was yesterday our time, but when you're listening to this, it will have been Wednesday. Jennifer Aniston revealed the brand that she has been working on for the past couple of years. It's called Lola V, which was a name that she trademarked Like almost 10 years ago when she launched a fragrance with that name, it is a detangler and it's a single product in the brand so far, but she's said on Instagram that there's much more to come. And my first reaction to hearing the news that she had launched this brand was that I thought she was an investor in living proof oh yeah and it would have been a conflict but i just read that she sold her stake before she launched this brand so that obviously has all probably been part of the process of doing her own thing was having to get out of living proof
1: and then people have been speculating what else will be in the line but i mean she has a trademark protected for all sorts of cosmetics products but i saw i mean her avino commercials are still running so
0: but avino doesn't have hair so maybe that is like not they actually do have hair they do
1: yeah Maybe she's just signed on to veno body. Yeah. But anyway, congratulations. I had no clue people called her Lola. Did you know that?
0: No. Annie, you should order the detangler and report back. It is clean. It's vegan. <laughs> you know, clean, meaning no sulfites. No, sorry. No sulfates. No parabens. No. What's the really hard one to say?
1: La 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 la. That's.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) filetolates. It uses chia seeds and... Bamboo,
1: I think, is the other ingredient that they're... Yeah, bamboo and
0: things like that. But I want you to use it and report
1: back. (sighs) I just did a whole Davines thing. I really don't have room right now. I love Davines. Their products are so good.
0: You know what? Actually, you can still buy Jennifer Aniston by Jennifer Aniston Eau de Parfum on HSN for $29. I feel like we should buy that.
1: So this is a follow-up to a story that we did, what, at the end of last year? Everyone's favorite Korean sunscreen import brand, Purito, who famously were involved in some drama towards the end of last year when a third-party blogger, skincare tester, slash chemist did some testing to validate the sun protectant claims on different sunscreens. And it was revealed that Purito's wildly popular Centella green level unscented SPF 50 plus was not, in fact, providing that level of protection. And the skincare internet was in a complete uproar over it. The brand like had to apologize. They blamed it on their manufacturing partner, which honestly, like, I get it. You know, when you're working with the expert lab to make your products, especially for an OTC product where there's so many checks and balances in place to even make this product, you really do rely and trust your lab partners to deliver the product as expected. It's really actually insane. And I'm sure some crazy stuff is probably going on behind the scenes and that relationship with their lab.
0: Well, also Leah Yu from Crave also blamed her manufacturer when her SPF was not up to snuff.
1: Yeah, that one was a little different, though, because the SPF ingredients in the Crave Beach shield were not actually approved for sun protection in the U.S. anyway. In the U.S. Anyway, ultimately, she was basically like, we trust the lab to make the product as the brief states. And they like, did not deliver on that promise. And ultimately, yeah, it comes down to the brand. Customers are really upset. They just launched, for the first time since the controversy, a new sunscreen called the
0: go to totally <laughs> real SV.
1: <laughs>
0: promise it works
1: <laughs> it's called the daily go to sunscreen they're calling it a hype high- for
0: people who exist <laughs> and have tested it. <laughs> it
1: doesn't change the fact that the sun can explode and kill us all at any time <laughs> They're calling it a hybrid physical chemical sunscreen. And notably, they released two like third party in vivo testing results from both a US and Korean lab that validate the fact that it is over 50 SPF. Interesting to note though, there is quite a range in the data. The US lab is reporting that it provides an SPF rating of 71.4, and the Korean lab is only giving their sample 57.4, which is a pretty big discrepancy
0: we're in a new era of like radical transparency and spf so i feel like now a brand can't be too careful with what their claims are and what proof they have
1: i know i feel like a lot of sunscreen brands especially when they're like so small and really can't afford this kind of backlash are going to be investing in these third-party validation tests but good luck purito you guys are like the little brand that could
0: we're rooting for you We have a few updates to our celebrity creative director list, including Kendall Jenner has a new job as the creative director of Forward by Elise Walker, FWRD. So she now, not only is she a global model superstar, but now she has a full-time job as the creative director of an e-commerce business, which- And
1: she's a tequila magnet.
0: Magnate, yeah, and she no magnet. So she's got she a literally, full. She <laughs> attracts tequila. <laughs> so Kendall Jenner has a full plate because that sounds like three full-time jobs to run a tequila business as the founder, to be the creative director of Forward by Elise Walker, and to be on the cover of Vogue.
1: And she farms that tequila. Have you seen the photos?
0: Yeah, she does the actual harvesting.
1: Yeah, she wears denim. <sighs>
0: And then Bella Hadid, another friend of the pod, the co-founder of Kin.
1: Is now the co-founder of Kin, a brand that was founded in 2018.
0: Is now the co-founder of a brand of like sugar water with adaptogens called Kin Euphorics.
1: It's a non-alcoholic, I think it's sparkling beverage with adaptogens, which we all kind of are familiar with that... They can pseudo-lift your mood, apparently. I personally have not done the research into this to, val- to validate any of my own opinions, but...
0: They have a spritz, which has ginger, bitters, and citrus, and then it claims to enhance clarity, stimulate creative freedom. <laughs> I'm not sure how they're qualifying or, like, expressing I know, I want to see
1: some third-party in vivo tests. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and drive focus so that you can find your center.
1: Whether or not you... By these claims, I will say Bella does seem genuinely excited about this. Of all of these celebrity brand partnerships, this one feels legit. I guess she called up the founder (laughs) of this brand and was like, I want to invest, I want to be a 50 50 partner.
0: So basically, she's now all over the Kin Euphorics website, and she's quoted as saying, The first time I drank Kin, it felt nostalgic. It makes me feel euphoric, happy, excited to be alive.
1: Damn, we should try it. I think they carry it at the expensive deli by me. Jesus Christ. Guess how much an eight pack is? How much? $56. <sighs> it has to be so expensive to ship.
0: It's all pictures of Bella all over the website. Really? I
1: haven't come across one yet.
0: What I only find a little bit problematic on this website is they're making all these claims about how it's going to like create creative synergies in your head. But they don't explain how or like what that is based on.
1: I know. That's why I'm kind of It's literally
0: like snake oil. (sighs) They're saying that it helps you transcend stress and open a portal to peace. Mind-calming ingredients. How can you say that they're ingredients that are mind-calming?
1: Just as someone that even just writes copy for skincare products, I get nervous (laughs) about these claims. Yeah, of course.
0: You can't make those claims.
1: It says it balances cortisol. Oof. That's like a straight up, like that can be measured, right? <laughs> of Calms it can. the nervous system. I mean, words like calming you have to be so careful, right? Like you can't use the word inflammation on things that aren't an OTC product for that issue. <laughs> you can use like qualifiers like helps reduce the appearance of inflammation, but to make such a straightforward claim like this does this, you really put your business at a lot of risk, but yeah. I mean, clearly, it's still the Wild Wild West out there when it comes to products like these. So I think, you know, a lot of these newer brands are getting away with making claims that nobody had a big problem with yet. But I don't know. Some of these things, it's tough because you don't want to say, like, no, Big Pharma is the only answer when you have mood concerns or disorders. But at the same time, you can't just sell products with unsubstantiated claims.
0: Yeah, it just feels like a real problem.
1: But I will say... She does seem very earnest in this, so...
0: Bella, it's great that she got 50% of this business, (laughs) but I just think that... (laughs) I just think... It's like, I can't with a straight face.
1: This actually makes me appreciate Kendall being a tequila magnate even more. (laughs) She's just like, I just want to get wasted.
0: She's like, I just want to party, yeah. In better, brighter news, Amanda Gorman, the poet who kind of had her breakout moment during Biden's inauguration, has just landed an estee Lauder contract estee lauder named her what did they name her oh estee lauder's first global change maker and what's funny is the new york times wrote an article about sort of how what all this means but it does mean that you know they're calling her the global change maker but she is the new spokesperson ambassador face it's just a semantic shift, which is what the New York Times is saying. She'll represent Essay Lauder in ad campaigns, speaking events, but she'll also work with Lauder at the corporate level. And they're starting a grant program called Writing Change, where they're offering $3 million worth of grants to promote literacy among girls and women.
1: I mean, it makes sense. No, it's She got cool. so much coverage for her beauty look. During the, I mean, not only her talent, but a lot of people were talking about how she was a beauty inspiration. So sometimes when brands try to break outside their normal bubble and brand spokespeople and it's not just like a paid model or influencer, it feels like kind of a round peg in a square hole. But this could be good for Lauder.
0: Yeah, I think it could be great. Apparently, Jane Huddis, who is the executive group president of the Estee Lauder companies, she's in charge of Estee Lauder, the brand, called Amanda Gorman's agent as soon as she walked off stage at the inauguration they spoke within an hour of her inauguration appearance according to the New York Times so good on Lauder to also like make that happen quickly
1: Nick have you ever heard of beauty pie
0: uh yeah
1: news just came out they raised hundred million dollars in a series B round of financing which is a lot of money I guess series B is not like the earliest round that you would raise money as a brand but hundred million dollars is a lot to raise in a single round for any brand. But I and I've heard of Beauty Pie and I get their ads. I've never actually seen a Beauty Pie product on the Internet, though.
0: It's British. So I think it started as a club that made products.
1: It's a buyer's club. It still is that. So you have to pay a fee. They call it $15 a month, but there's a three month minimum. So really, it's $45 for the privilege to buy Beauty Pie products up to $150 each month for basically what they're calling a discounted quote unquote luxury beauty product. I like wanted to dig into this more to learn more about it. And I'm just kind of like they're basing these prices off of what they determine to be a luxury beauty product, but There's so many inexpensive alternatives to luxury beauty products that perform. I just have a hard time understanding what the real differentiator here is. Because they're saying like this face oil, for instance, is $70 retail.
0: Oh, but what are they basing that on? What's interesting about Beauty Pie is that it was founded by Marsha Kilgore. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right, but she is a serial entrepreneur. She founded Bliss. You know, first and she created Bliss Flops. Spa in the 90s. She created Fitflops. She created Soap and Glory. And she launched Beauty Pie in 2016. And so I think people just have a lot of faith in her as a leader because she's been able to successfully start and sell a lot of these businesses. She, I mean, long story short, Bliss, her first venture was founded in 1996. She launched Soap & Glory. She sold Soap & Glory to Boots in 2014. You know, she founded Fit Flop Footwear in 2007, which Fit Flops are everywhere. Super, super duper, super duper. She launched in 2016. And then she launched Beauty Pie in this is crazy. In October 2016, she launched Soper Duper, a range of naturally derived bath and body products. And then in December of the same year, she launched Beauty Pie. So she's been busy.
1: Okay. I have two founders slash frauds that I want to talk about that are in the wellness space. Are you ready? Who do you got? Okay. Well, the Theranos slash Elizabeth Holmes trial is happening literally right now. I checked New York Times this morning and they reported on like the opening arguments on both sides. As we know, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos are basically global Silicon Valley based like frauds, right? Did you read the book, Bad Blood?
0: No, not yet.
1: Do you even know what I'm talking about? Yeah. (laughs) She famously modeled herself after Steve Jobs.
0: She wore black turtlenecks.
1: Issey Miyake, to be specific, she... Really did her homework. She was like, I'm going to move to Silicon Valley and trick all these rich white guys to give me money, and I'm gonna also trick Walgreens into putting blood testing machines that don't work into all their stores and trick people into thinking that they're getting legitimate medical results when they're not. And she knowingly continued on with her company and bringing in new investment and actually putting stuff on the market when she knew these results were inaccurate, these blood testing results. Anyway, her trial is starting now. She could spend up to twenty years in prison if she's convicted and my favorite line from the opening arguments this is from her lawyer said this the villain the government just presented is actually just a living breathing human being who did her very best each and every day oh and then he it says this is from the new york times wade let the jury know that holmes was a new mother and pointed out holmes's own mother in the audience like what the fuck she wasn't a mother when this happened and what does being a mother have to do with anything it doesn't make you a good person
0: Clearly, he's working with what he has, which is an unsympathetic (laughs) (laughs) defendant who has basically no chance of coming back. The
1: argument is basically like, this is what being an entrepreneur is. You just like believe in your idea relentlessly, even if all the facts point to the the fact that you're lying. And so their argument is basically like, this is Silicon Valley, baby, get used to it. (laughs) She also has this like weird underground fan base that is really obsessed with her, despite accepting and knowing the fact that she's a fraud.
0: I mean, I find her so creepy. I can't. Speaking of creepy, one of the co-founders of Sweet Green was in hot water. Finally! Or should I say hot chicken water? You know, like they basically have that chicken and juice, but they slap on your salad. For basically posting on LinkedIn something about covid he linked COVID 19 hospitalizations to obesity, he wrote, and he has deleted this LinkedIn post. 78% of hospitalizations due to COVID are obese and overweight people. Is there an underlying problem that perhaps we have not given enough attention to? Is there another way to think about how we tackle healthcare by addressing the root cause?
1: Okay, so I don't know how, but we were connected on LinkedIn. And I've been following this guy's bullshit for so long because it shows up in my feed. I think he's probably like one of the big people I'm connected with. And he's constantly on LinkedIn, like constantly. If I'm ever like that as a co-founder, I give Rebecca permission to take me out back and (laughs) shoot me with a tranquilizer. And lock me back here in my like storage closet with the huge trash bag behind me. But I mean, it's insane. This guy is so problematic and constantly posting the craziest stuff on LinkedIn. And I just couldn't believe that a founder and a publicly facing one at that who's doing press for the company just was acting in such like a bizarre way openly online like this, you would think the investors would have a problem with that, right? You would think somebody would take his iPhone away.
0: Well, it seems like now they might.
1: I actually like unconnected with him on LinkedIn, so I wouldn't see a shit anymore after he posted this stuff about COVID. I can't believe it got picked up like this because he basically said like masks and vaccines won't fix COVID, but like buy my salads. And so now as of yesterday, it was reported by Vice that he did a town hall meeting with his company in Sweetgreen. We know it's a huge company now, right? Where he basically had to apologize to everyone because... They have a mask mandate within their company, yet he's discrediting all of that by saying, like, masks won't fix things. It truly boggles my mind. I'm totally fascinated that this guy can, like, exist as as a public face of his company when he acts like this. If he would like to come on and defend himself,
0: We're ready. our doors
1: are open. Mask mandates work. And a little anecdote. They put you in jail in Oaxaca right now if you don't wear a mask in public. Good. When I was there, they had police driving around in a truck with big guns and terrifying people that weren't wearing masks they telling them to put their masks on and i just learned that they're literally putting people in jail for not wearing masks
0: oh and then a final story that is a little maybe it's like the end note on a story we've been covering for what seems like since we launched like a year plus essence ventures has acquired beautycon the beleaguered convention Run by Moj Madara, you know, there had been that Instagram account a year ago, Beautyconned by Moj, where former and current employees had aired grievances and told stories of alleged mistreatment. Anyway, Essence Ventures acquired Beautycon out of foreclosure after it filed for an assignment for the benefit of creditors which is an alternative to bankruptcy in May.
1: Who is Essence Ventures?
0: Essence Ventures. Great question.
1: Any relation to our favorite luxury fashion retailer?
0: No. E-S-S-E-N-C-E. Essence Ventures portfolio includes Afropunk, the Arts Festival, and Essence Communications, Inc., which operates Essence Festival.
1: Any relation to our favorite affordable color cosmetic brand?
0: Which one is that?
1: Essence Cosmetics.
0: No, I think it's like the Essence Festival. Like the festival they go to in Girls Trip.
1: Is that a Jessica Chastain film?
0: (laughs) No, it is a Jada Pinkett Smith and Tiffany Haddish film. Anyway, Moj is out and Beautycon, I feel like will kind of be spun into non-existence, but we'll see.
1: Should we get to some product of the week?
0: Yes.
1: Do
0: you want to go first, Nick? I Nick doesn't have one. Would like to go. F- mm.
1: <laughs> As he looks off to the upper left-hand corner of the screen.
0: No, I d- I don't have anything. I'm currently in the middle of testing a few different self-tanning drops. A lot of them that were recommended to me by all of the dear readers have turned me orange, so I don't want to recommend those. I'm still testing. I'm still learning. I'm not going to recommend something that I can't wholeheartedly stand behind. So with that, I say I'm going to pass on giving a product of the week this week. Okay. What do you have?
1: Okay, so there's not a beauty product, but I don't wear jewelry because I think at one point I just felt weird about wearing jewelry that wasn't made of precious metal because it just felt like I was putting trinkets on my body. I'm not an accessorizer to begin with, and I just feel like if I'm going to wear jewelry and I'm going to have this thing attached to my body, I want it to be nice. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I just don't mm-hmm. I can't I don't do costume jewelry. I'll do a, like a post on Instagram, but that's the only time I'll wear it, and then I take it off, and then I go. It's like with lipstick. I don't wear lipstick either. It just doesn't live with me. But the one jewelry brand that I do wear is called Santangelo. I just think it's really fun and cool. And my friend Anna makes it. She's the founder, Anna Santangelo. She's a stylist from Australia. She has just the coolest story of growing up in different places all over the world because her parents were in the Peace Corps. She's like the sweetest person you'll ever meet. Good people, as they say. And she started this brand, Sant'Angelo... Several years ago, it's like colorful glass beads really randomly kind of styled together and strewn in different shapes with seashells, a favorite motif and material of hers. And I just think it's really fun. And I just bought a couple of new pieces from her. And I just saw today that she did the jewelry for the Princess Schooler show. She did? Yeah, just today. Or Holy yesterday, or whenever it was. So, A, congratulations to Anna. And B, her stuff is really, really cool. And I see her getting ripped off, which buns me out. But definitely support her if you're looking for some fun new jewels.
0: I love everyone dearly. And I can't wait to talk to everyone next week. Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamyn Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Prezant and our album art, our cover art is by Simon Abronowitz.
1: You can follow us on Instagram at Beauty. You can email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. And you can also do something really helpful and kind by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review of why you like the show and why you think other people might like it, and give us five stars.
0: Because really, we don't do any paid promo. We don't do any ads. The real only way that people discover this show is by word of mouth. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Let's just say it might be someone who you've seen on a Netflix series. And with that, we bid you adieu. Can you turn the real housewives down out of respect? Turn it up.